Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Well, the Bulls aren't in the playoffs anymore, but it's still getting really crazy in the NBA postseason. But we're not going to talk about much about that this week. We have, as promised, a free agency primer. It's a little early. It's only May. May the 4th be with you. But we've got some free agents I want to look at, and we need to have a conversation about Zach Levine. A lot of that coming up here on this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz. It's awesome to be with you here this week. Talking the offseason, because I talked about the draft a little bit last week. We did a little post-mortem of the Bulls season. Now I want to look at the free agency class, because my biggest need this offseason, it will continue to be sized. I gave you Walker Kessler as a name to watch in the draft last week. I will not shut up about that. That's the guy I want the Bulls to get. But you also want to look at the free agency market, because you don't want to rely on a first-round draft pick as your top defender, as your top big guy. I think you can slide Vucevic to the four. I really think that's a viable option. Who can the Bulls bring in? And will they have room if they give Zach Levine the max extension? I'm going to get into all of it after I tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, because those are going on right now on full fours. You've also got Major League Baseball fights, and if you're into this, next season's NFL futures. The season's coming up. The draft is behind us. It was a really exciting draft. Futures are changing like crazy, and you also have the run to the roses at the Kentucky Derby coming up this weekend. It's a great week of sports. Head on over to Bet Online. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. What are you waiting for? It's super easy to get started. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V to get that 50% welcome bonus. That's a really good deal, people. Bet online. It's where the game starts. You know, it's the burning question about the offseason, and I think this move, at least from here, will determine a lot of what the Bulls do in the free agent market. Does Zach Levine deserve the max extension? And by my understanding of this, and I think I read this in The Athletic, a uh, max extension is five years, 35% of the salary cap with 8% escalators, which means an 8% raise. With the salary cap situation the Bulls have, I'm not sure how this is going to fit because the NBA has not officially set the salary cap yet, per Sham Sharani, a friend of the show, friend of mine over at The Athletic, I believe the salary cap for this year is projected to be about $122 million. And if that is the case, I'm using SpotTrack to keep track of all of this stuff, and it is a really great resource if you want to see how everything fits into the salary cap. And if I'm reading this right, the Bulls are technically over that cap of about 122 mil right now, but the NBA has not set a hard cap yet. 
So that leaves a little bit of wiggle room right here as we get into the offseason. The playoffs are still going on. There's a lot of time to figure this out. According to Track, the max possible cap space right now is $18.6 million. But again, it's going to come down to Zach Levine getting the max extension. And I've had questions about this toward the end of the season. I know Zach was playing on one. He was basically playing with one hand for the first half of the year because he had what was it, a thumb injury that he was playing through. That healed, and then he had the knee flare-up. And I think he's going to have a procedure this offseason. That's kind of what I gathered. It's really tough to see what's going on with Zach right now because I think he's still in – is he out of COVID protocols right now? Or at least he was, obviously, at the end of the playoffs when the Bulls lost to the Bucks. He did his press conference via Zoom with a mask on because he was in the protocols. And I don't really know what the situation is with that. I don't know how the NBA's protocols are changed now. It's hard to keep track of. And we haven't really had to think about it much lately because COVID was kind of on a downswing. Now cases are going back up. Even the hospitalizations are staying low, but we're getting too much into the weeds there. Five year, 35% of the cap, 8% escalators. Does that sound like something Zach Levine deserves? Well, Bulls gave him that $78 million extension about five years ago, four years ago now, and it's paid off, I think. He's made back-to-back All-Star games. The front office seems to have really invested in him. It sounds like he had a say in bringing in guys like DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. I think the front office kept him in the loop. But now it's decision time. With the way he played this year, does he deserve the max extension? And I know there are people that are going to say no because typically, the way I think of it, and I could be wrong on this. If I am, please call me out on it. I'm active on Twitter. Please tweet at me if you disagree with something I say on the podcast, Nick Schultz underscore seven. I tend to think of the max as something that goes to the number one option on the team unless you've got two alphas who deserve it. Like let's just, for example, I know this might not be the best example, but let's say LeBron and Anthony Davis. Give them both the max if you got the room. I think that's possible. But Zach Levine, to me, on this team, we need to we need to ask, is he the number one option? I don't know if you can say that based on how DeMar DeRozan this year. It was DeMar's time in the fourth quarter in crunch time. It seemed like DeMar was the calling presence. He was the veteran presence. Is Zach Levine still the number one? Well, from a three-point standpoint, he was when Lonzo Ball went out. Lonzo was absolutely not the number one option on this team. Nikola Vucevic is absolutely not the number one option on this team. It is either Zach's team or DeMar's team. I think most of the year we can agree on this, whether you like Zach Levine's fit in Chicago, whether you think that he should walk in free agency. I think we can all agree that this was Zach's team this year, and DeMar made that clear, at least in the press conferences, and I think that was genuine. DeMar doesn't seem like the type of guy who's just going to BS about that. So I think this is Zach's team, and DeMar is just the key role. Now, Zach's a younger player, so DeMar's that veteran presence. That's why he's kind of leaned on. But is it hard to define the number one option on this team? Yes. I don't know if I can say Zach is the number one. DeMar obviously had a great year, leading scorer on the team this year. Zach also had a good season. Even with the injuries, Zach still had a good year. He finished second behind DeMar in scoring, averaged 24-4 a game. DeMar was 27-9 because, remember, he had a huge stretch there where he was averaging 35 a game, 50% field goals. DeMar also led the team with 4.9 assists per game. That would have obviously gone to Lonzo Ball if he would have stayed healthy all year. He only played in 35 games, and we can get into all of that later. Lonzo's health, the questions surrounding that. Lonzo averaged 5.1 assists per game in 35 games to give you an idea of how much of an impact he had. But DeMar leading in two of the three major categories. Salute for the Bulls. Vooch was obviously the leading rebounder with 11 per game. It wasn't close from there. So is Zach the number one option? 
I'm keep going. I'm gonna keep asking this question throughout the show, and it feels like I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but that's the question we have to ask ourselves with this max extension. I can see an argument why. I can see an argument why not because Demar is getting older. I mean, he's been around the league a long time. He's coming off his best year. Remember, he was drafted in 2009. So this was year, if you do the math, this was year, what, 12, 13? Zach's been in the league consistently the last six. So DeMar's going to have that veteran presence. He's a better, I think DeMar's a better player, to be honest with you, especially from the mid-range and from a score, pure scoring standpoint. Yes, DeMar is the better player. And Zach needs to work on defense. There were things this year that kind of ticked me off. The whining about the referees and the calls was the big one. And with a max extension, you have to wonder about the knee. He's got the knee problem. He tore the ACL in Minnesota. Hasn't really been much of an issue in Chicago until this year. It kept him in and out of games. Do you want to give a guy the max extension with that? The other thing to keep in mind, Rich Paul is his agent. He is a clutch sports client, which means these negotiations are not going to be easy. And in his, I'll say, postmortem, his exit interview with the media, Zach didn't sound too committal, and I'm going to explain why I'm not really worried about this, but I need to play it for you. Here's what Zach Levine told reporters. It's a great question from K.C. Johnson and something that's going to be a big discussion point this offseason. You know, we're tweeting what you're saying, and people are freaking out because, you're. I mean, it is your right as an unrestricted free agent to, to look at everything and to go through the process slowly, but people are reading that as you're being – non-committal to the Bulls. So, I mean, are the Bulls the leader in the clubhouse or how should we, how should we view, view what you're saying? I mean, the issue of you is, you know, I've been here for the last five years. Obviously, you know, you guys have, you know, been a really, really soft spot in my heart. And, um, you know, I have to do this as a business decision as, as a man to, you know, not just be viewed one way and be like, oh, I'm automatically coming back or I'm automatically leaving, things like that. It's, you know, it's restricted or unrestricted free agency. I think, uh, you know, for my family, for me, and I have to go and look at this as a decision where I have to be open-eyed and, um, you know, obviously, you know, have to make my list and, and talk to everybody in the summer. So you heard him say, this is going to be a business decision. And he's approaching this the right way. He's an unrestricted free agent. As an unrestricted free agent, it's his right to explore the market, even if he wants to come back to Chicago. And it sounds like he does want to come back to Chicago. This front office could have easily found a trade partner for him because I wouldn't be surprised that there were suitors out there wanting Zach Levine on their team. Instead, they opted to keep him and keep him in the loop as they were building this team up, and they've done a damn good job of it. Now it's just decision time for both sides. The other thing, this is something I... So I saw this afterward. I don't really know the circumstances. DeJounte Murray from San Antonio, tweeted a picture of Zach in a Spurs jersey and then obviously deleted it because that's tampering, blatant tampering, mind you. So somebody got the DeJounte. But people screenshotted it. It went everywhere. And something to keep in mind there, both DeJounte and Zach are from Seattle. There is a brotherhood with basketball players from Seattle. So I wouldn't be surprised if conversations are being had there. Now, we could get into the conversation about DeJounte Murray coming to the Bulls, but with Lonzo Ball in town and Zach at the two, and you don't want to go with a smaller lineup, we'll get into that maybe this offseason as hypotheticals. we got a long offseason ahead of us, people. We'll get into some really interesting, multiversal conversations, keeping with the theme with Dr. Strange coming out this week. I'm really excited for that. I cannot wait to do that. I'm going to tie that into the show as well with the infinite possibilities we can go into here. But you're going to see a lot of that. 
There was also a quote, I'm going to say quote unquote, it's not even a quote unquote. It was just someone on Twitter trying to get a rise out of Bulls fans saying the Lakers were wanting to maybe sign and trade for Zach and Zach was quoted saying he wants to play with LeBron. That's not true. I've not seen any indication of that. I don't believe that for a second. Got to be careful with that because the Bulls are in the spotlight now. They were in the playoffs. They've got a couple prime players in the league. Twitter's going to be an interesting place. So beware, Bulls fans. Beware on Twitter of fake accounts. Now, let's go back to the salary cap here. I told you that the projected cap is $122 million. Again, that's according to Shams Charania. The max space the Bulls have, according to Track, with that number in mind, is $18.6 million. That's before anything happens with the max extension with Zach Levine. The questions I've been getting, the question I want to pose to you is who should the Bulls get in free agency? Because as I said at the beginning of the show, you don't want to lean on a first-round draft pick to be your source of your big guy size. Because Walker Kessler's my guy. He's not going to be the number one option as a big guy. I still think you can move Vooch to the four and get him outside and park a guy down low. I think that's a viable option. That could be pie in the sky. That could be me kind of hoping and dreaming. That's something else I'm going to dive into here in the coming weeks. One name thrown around is Rudy Gobert because there's issues in Utah. And to that I say, hell no. Not only is he expensive, but he's not a very good locker room guy. This team has a really good culture right now. They seem to get along really well. They gel. They're a really good unit together. You don't need a guy like Rudy Gobert coming in here and ruining that. So Rudy Gobert, I say, hell no. DeAndre Ayton is another name that's thrown around. I would love DeAndre Ayton on the Bulls. Problem is he's a restricted free agent, so Phoenix can match the offer and bring him back. Wouldn't surprise me if he goes back to Phoenix. I mean, I think that would be too pie in the sky, but it's an option if Phoenix decides to go another direction. Maybe that would be, I think it'd be a really good fit alongside Vooch. Now, a viable option, in my opinion, again, it's all contingent on what they do with Zach. Yusuf Nurkic is an unrestricted free agent this year. He made $12 million this past year. Maybe he could be a good choice down low because he seemed to do well for the Trailblazers. Maybe I'm just looking based off spot track here and the list of free agents they've got. And I picked it two centers. I didn't look at power forwards. I went with centers and I think Yusuf Nurkic could be a really interesting option this year in the off season. Because again, unrestricted free agent, that's something we have to keep in mind here. Restricted versus unrestricted free agents. Would I love Deandre Ayton? Yes, I would. Would it be too tough to get him? Probably because he's a restricted free agent. You could sign and trade because Lonzo Ball was an RFA too. And as I look at the power forward list here, Montrez Harrell is an unrestricted free agent. That brings some toughness. Robert Covington is an unrestricted free agent. Bring back Thad Young if you want. He's an unrestricted free agent. So there's power forward options here as well. There's a lot to figure out. We're going to do a lot of this. I'm going to do a lot of throwing names at you, looking at the cap situation. It's going to be a lot easier once the NBA officially sets the cap, and from there we can talk hypotheticals and get into the max extension situation, etc., etc. Programming note before I wrap up the show. No show next week, next Wednesday. I will be in Washington, D.C. My brother graduates college and commissions into the Navy next week. I'm a proud brother. I'm going to brag about it like crazy. I will not be in town. I will not have my podcast equipment. No show next week so you will see me back here in two weeks and we're going to keep doing stuff like this the free agency the draft the draft lottery will be set by then i want to maybe dive into okay who can go in the lottery to what teams because i do a lot of this stuff with my job i know these college prospects we can talk some of that we've got a lot of fun in the store 
as the playoffs go on and the offseason goes on. Keep it tuned right here to Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network. That's a wrap for this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I will see you in two weeks. Two weeks. See you back here for Believe in Bulls presented by BetOnline.ag. Really excited to go out in D.C. Have a great couple weeks, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy. I will talk to you later this month. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.